Reminds me of a song when I was a kid. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Did you know that one? That was a church song. <laughs> no, I didn't know that one. Take a girl and a guy, and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate. A dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. And welcome back to another episode of Couples Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. Hi, I'm Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean. And this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Please check us out online at couplesynergy.com or on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Couples Synergy. And please subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couples Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for over 25 years. You know, everyone says you should work on your relationship, but nobody teaches us how. So we've created this podcast to teach people what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of with the partner they fell in love with. On today's episode, we are talking about Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, which uh, many of you might be familiar with her work. You might not be familiar with her, but her work is on the stages of grief. That was one of her contributing efforts in the world, the five stages of grief. Yes. Her her job was to help children die mm. and to help families tend to that. And so she's got a really great depth of experience in different realms of, mm -hmm. you know, you can't deal with that kind of work without going into the spiritual realm. So we're, we're going to look at some of her quotes and talk about them. Yeah, we did an episode on, interesting. on Young's quotes, mm -hmm. Carl Young's famous quotes. And uh, we thought that it would be, you know, good to do an episode on Elizabeth's yeah. famous quotes. And if well. you want to learn more about her, her book, The Tunnel and the Light, it's an excellent book about her life and the work that she did. And yeah. especially if you're going through anything with grief, it's really, really helpful to read that book. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to dive in here, you know, on some of the famous quotes of hers. Mm -hmm. um, before we do that, though, I just wanted to mention again the Relationship Enhancement Weekend, which is coming up in, on October 12th to the 15th. That is being held in uh, Crawford, Colorado. It's in a beautiful lodge, the lodge at Needle Rock. In fact, we can actually see Needle Rock. Yeah, why don't out, we have a camera facing that? Out way? there, <laughs> out our window, we could see Needle Rock, which uh, is just so beautiful. And you know, I can't say enough about the weekend because couples who came on the last weekend, they just have transformed just exponentially mm -hmm. in their relationship. Yeah, we actually have a monthly group now for people that have come on the weekend or worked with us personally just to keep things flowing because, you know, like we talked about in the Carl, um, Carl Young episode, you know, it, you have to keep growing and it's not easy. Right. And relationships need structure in order to do that. Otherwise, one person's going one direction, the other one's going the other direction, and it's very difficult to create anything that way. So you can go to couplesynergy.com to register and find out more information mm -hmm. about the weekend. So let's uh, dive into the quotes. And I'm just going to add this to our screen. Here we go. Um, it's going to be a little hard for you guys might 
to see it. I'm going to have to. Why don't you read it? Because I can't even see it. <laughs> yes. So uh, da, 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 da. here we go. The most beautiful people we have known are those who have known defeat, known suffering, known struggle, known loss, and have found their way out of those depths. Yeah. I love that she says beautiful people. Right. Right. She didn't use the word like successful or people. strong or inspirational. Right. Most beautiful people we have known. You know, I think that there's a piece on the other side of knowing what you're made of. Yeah. And we know what we make we're made of through the struggles that we go through. Like, you know, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger type of thing. And when you get to that place, you have a completely different relationship with anxiety, depression, your view of the world. Mm. And it really just helps you live at a more deeper and fuller life experience. I think you get your priorities real straight. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, life isn't meant to be easy. Yeah. You know, it's meant to, we're, it's, we are meant to go through struggle. We are meant to go through challenges. And, you know, what she's really, uh, you know, addressing here are those most difficult struggles that we have to go through. Yeah. Real world. People are like stained glass windows. Oh, there's one right here. They sparkle and shine when the sun is out, but when the darkness sets in, their true beauty is revealed only if there is a light from within. Their true beauty is revealed only if there is a light from within. That's pretty important. That's a very important concept right there, right? Yeah, how do you let your inner light shine? How do you, um, and it's only in the darkness that you would see that inner light. Yeah. And in the darkness, you know, I think a lot of people, when they're faced with something, their first reaction is to freak out. You know, mm -hmm. I think that's pretty normal. But it's always amazing. And this is what most stories of heroes are made of, right? When, when it's really tough, if you can be that one person holding the light, you can shine that light for so many people. I think in, in the book, Power Versus Force, he talks about like one person holding the light can shine it for mm -hmm. thousands of people. So you might see this like with a plane crash or something and people survive it. And then they're trying to figure out how to live. And, and there's one person that's like, all right, I've got a plan. And they just step into that leadership role. And I think that's how that shiny light is. You don't even have to lead, but you can be a sense of calm. You can yeah. be a sense of something if well, you have that light. You know, I like, I like her analogy using the, the stained glass because every stained glass with light outside, you know, or light from, from mm -hmm. without is going to shine. Right. Every light, every stained glass, I should say. I mean, this one here, right? It just, it's shining in, in all of the colors and everything because the sun is hitting it. Now, when it's dark, this stained glass is not going to shine unless there is some light that we provide behind it. Mm -hmm. And that really, you know, attests to each person's responsibility in, in tending their own light. Is that when that darkness sets in, the only people who are gonna be shining are those that are attending to their own light and they find that light from within. Yeah. yeah. Reminds me of a song when I was a kid. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Hide it under a bush, oh, oh no. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Did you know that one? This is a church song. <laughs> no, I didn't know that one. I did not. <laughs> well, mom, if you're listening, you know what I'm talking about. It's only when we truly know and understand that we have a limited time on earth. And then we have no way of knowing when our time is up. We will then begin to live each day to the fullest 
as if it was the only one we had. It's absolutely true. And, you know, uh, too often we lose sight of that, of that perspective. You know, <laughs> lately I've been doing the whole maybe tomorrow thing, you maybe know, maybe tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe tomorrow I'll exercise maybe tomorrow. <laughs> and, and I think it's so easy to do that and just to stay in the now and kick the can down the road. And I think it would be really hard to live your life like that. Really difficult to live your life from a place of, boy, what am I going to do with today? Because it's a gift and I don't know what's happening tomorrow. And I mean, you and I, we live pretty full lives. Yeah. We really do. We do a lot of things. And I feel it when we you know, are home a lot and don't do too much. But I'm like, like you dove into some marketing stuff and you've been really rocking it this week. You could feel the momentum of that. Mm -hmm. And you can also feel the complacency of like, all right, let's just go watch a movie. You know, it's well, hard that that continuous living motion of I think it's staying it's alive. hard to be in the moment. Yeah. It's hard to really look at your life from that perspective that all we have is the moment and we have no idea what's going to happen, you know, in the next moment. And so living your life to the fullest is a conscious decision. Yeah. You know, you have to make a conscious decision and you have to act on that. And it feels great when you do. It feels good to For be sure. in motion. It feels good to right. create something to, and then it, that leads to that, you know, body in motion stays in motion, body mm -hmm. at rest stays at rest kind of thing. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's a good feeling. It's hard to do. <laughs> and the next one is learn to get in touch with the silence within yourself and know that everything in life has purpose. There are no mistakes, no coincidences. All events are blessings given to us to learn from. So we talk about this with our clients all the time, right? That we are here for a reason. We go through struggles. We go through challenges for a reason. There's something that we're supposed to learn from it. And you can only get in touch with what you're supposed to learn in your own silence. You know, the difficult thing about this concept is it's really not talking about the mundane or the physical world. It's really mm. talking about your spirit. And so, you know, I had a client who was severely abused as a child and we're having this conversation about all things around purpose. Right. And she says to me, so you mean to tell me there's a reason my dad did all that to me. Mm. And I said to her, well, think about it this way. What if there isn't, what if there is no point to the trials, the suffering, the things that happen to us in life? If there isn't, if it's not on purpose, then what are we really doing here? And that's a depressing thought to me. If there is no purpose yeah, to the things that happen, especially the things that are really tough, then things happening to us is just for random. Right. And, you know, I would also add to that is that there's no reason for us to have the perspective that we have and be able to discuss it and to talk about it if there isn't a reason. Right. Otherwise, you know, why don't we just be like every other species on the planet and just go through life day by day? You know, yesterday was yesterday. And, you know, you don't have to make sense of what you go through. Mm -hmm. You just have to survive. Right. And that's not the case for human beings. Now, every time we fall down or get pushed down, you know, is an opportunity to get back up and stand taller and stronger and learn from it. We, we don't learn from sitting on the couch. We just don't. Mm -mm. And uh, if you think you're unique or alone, 
because you've gone through some trauma. I guarantee you, I've never met a person of the thousands of people that we have sat across the room from that have shared at their deepest level with us. We have never met a person that hasn't gone through stuff. Right. It is part of the human experience. It is not our identity. That is what's happened to us. Our identity is what, what do we do with that now? Mm. Who are we from that? And all great stories, all really successful people, they have that. Yeah. All of them. And so if you're knocked down and you're comfortable being down, you can stay down. But maybe you should try standing up again and see what life is about because that's sure. what we're meant to do. For sure. Next, what do we have? We have got uh, learning lessons is a little like reaching maturity. You're not suddenly more happy, wealthy, or powerful, but you understand the world around you better. And you're at peace with yourself. Le learning life's lessons is not about making your life perfect, but about seeing life as it was meant to be. I, I think this is a one, one of a reminder for myself also. You know, it's that you know what I like about that is um, put that back up. There was something the way it was phrased was really interesting. Learning seeing, lessons, seeing life mm -hmm. as it was meant to be. What a concept! Because usually everyone's trying to change life to mold to fit them. Yeah, you know, and, and it, it 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 says that we have our own perception of life. Yeah, and, and it's not how it's meant to be. Right. It's how we'd like it's it to be and how unfair it is. Manufactured. And, and, yeah. yeah. Seeing life as it is meant to be, which really takes that that time to sit and reflect on, right. on that kind of stuff. And if you have the fortunate experience to live anywhere close to nature, you see this, whether you have a tree and every year the tree is different or the flowers bloom different or the different seasons. August is always interesting to me because it's just as warm and just as sunny, but the plants start to die mm, like yeah. the vegetables and stuff because the tilt of the earth starts shifting and they know that we don't. Right. And they, it just, every year it does that. And as life was meant to be, that's really, mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to have to try being more well, like that. It, it makes me think about, you know, one of our neighbors, one of the neighbors on the hill, you know, he's come from another state and he is trying to change everything around here. Yeah. And change it to make it be how he wanted it to be or how it was when, you know, in the state that he was from. And and so it's it's never going to be perfect. You know, it says life's uh, learning life's lessons is not about making your life perfect, mm -mm. but about seeing life as it was meant to be. And it's meant to be you know, high deserts meant to be, you know, sagebrush. It, it's meant to be dark skies, be able to see the the stars at night and everything. And, and that is, I, I think and when you're able to do that, kind of, it says right there, you're at peace with yourself. Yeah. And it's the people who are not at peace with themselves on the inside that they have to change everything outside of themselves. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's like every man-made thing goes against inner peace almost. Yeah. You know, not, you know, people create and all that stuff. And that's also wonderful. But ultimately, that's what we get attached to that controls us as opposed to, you know, you know, there's a, a Buddhist tradition that says make one of those really elaborate sand gardens and then mess it up. <laughs> right. You know, they spend weeks or months making, making it, it. And the, then they're just like, all right, now just the sand push it all up and, right. and, and let it all go and let go of that attachment to what we create, which is really hard right. for us to do. But that just our also peace. learn about impermanence, mm -hmm. right? That yep. nothing is permanent. Nothing is forever. Right. 
Um, let's jump into the next one. Should you shield the canyons from the windstorm, you would never see the true beauty of their carvings. Huh. We all need to be etched and sanded and beautified. Yeah. You yeah. know, you can tell that from this this beautiful bar that is made with black walnut and black walnut without anything. It's just a slab of wood. Mm -hmm. And the more you polish it and the more you sand it and shape it, the more beauty that you can pull out of it. And so I think we're the same. We're just this raw material that if we don't get weathered mm -hmm. through the storms of life, we can't really see the beauty of who we are. Well, this is also to those helicopter and bulldozer pa parents out there right? And trying to shield your kids from going through difficult things, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't make them resilient. Right. It's better to let them know you believe in them and you'll be interested to see how they figure it out and let them, let them problem solve and figure those things out. And that's where self-esteem comes from. Mm -hmm. So if, if you are a parent and you're living with kids without self-esteem, it's because they're challenged. They don't have enough challenge in their life to find out what they're made of. And they're just let the world bulldoze them. It is not the end of the physical body that should worry us. Rather, our concern must be to live while we are alive, to release our inner selves from the spiritual death that comes with living behind a facade designed to conform to external definitions of who and what we are. This is huge. Yeah. This is a very deep quote right mm -hmm. here, but it is absolutely true. Right. And how often are people not living their lives while they are alive? Well, also, you know, who are you when you're in a room by yourself? And if all you care about is the image you project to the world or what the world is going to think or feel about you, mm -hmm. you could never be free. You're locked in some prison. You know, I remember going through that, you know, at 18, I joined the army and you know, I grew up in a, in a town with eight siblings and everyone knew our last name and everyone had some preconception about who we were. And so anytime you met people, they already decided who you were. Mm. And, you know, I got on that plane and I wound up in good old New Jersey. And, uh, and I was like, no one knows me. I can reinvent myself. I can be anyone I want. And I went from being a very shy more reserved person to, I got off the plane and I just looked people in the eye and shook their hand and introduced myself. And, I found out more about who I was than, than the, whatever the facade of what people thought, because they, they kind of knew me before I knew them. And it was very freeing and changed my life, mm -hmm. completely changed my life. Well, it sounds like you released your inner self from mm -hmm. the spiritual death. Yeah. That she was talking about. Yes. Right? That's awesome. It's so hard to do though. We care so much about what people think. And there's a part of us designed that way because we need each other in this world. But um, there's a freedom in being a unique person within your group mm -hmm. and allowing other people to be that unique person and, and to learn to accept and understand them for they who, who they are, because that's how we get that understanding about who we are. Yeah. So in the, in the final quote, which is the most uh, quoted, quoted mm -hmm. of, of uh, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's yeah, work, well and that's the five stages, uh, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance <clears throat> are a part of the framework that makes up our learning to live with the one we lost. They're tools to help us frame and identify what we may be feeling, but they are not stops on some linear timeline in grief. 
So, and, and I think that is probably the biggest misconception, you know, is that people think that they're stops, right? Mm -hmm. And that they are linear, right? And, and I think people over identify with depression and they give it a label and they give it a medication and then they go, well, I have this thing, mm -hmm. but really it's a stage. And there's the difference between depression and grief. Most of us do not have clinical depression. Most of us have spiritual depression and we're not moving through it. And we're using that as a way to stay down instead of get back up and find out what we're made of. Yeah, it becomes a crutch mm -hmm. and it becomes also an excuse to stop. Yeah. She said it's not a stop, right? And we've seen so many people just, they just end their life right there because someone else has passed. Yeah. yeah. And if you're here, you're, you still have living to do. You'll catch up with them on the other side. And it's a, a tough thing to go through grief and loss, but it's a very important part of the journey. And we all experience it. There's no one on this planet that has not experienced loss of someone at some time. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, we want to thank you for joining us today on Couple Synergy and our discussion about Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's uh, famous quotes. Our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships. And this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners. For all of you listening, please let us know how you enjoyed the show. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. For more information about Couple Synergy and our programs such as Relationship 101, the Home Study Course, the Couples Relationship Enhancement Weekend, and our premier coaching program called Couple to Couple, look us up online at couplesynergy.com. And if you're interested in our spiritual development workshop, which is a monthly workshop, please email us so we can get you on our list. And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please download it and share it. And thank you for listening. Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez.